Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show, sharing the show, tagging a friend. This is going to be one of those shows that you want to definitely do that. For those of you in the 250 making 250, that is 250 individuals or family members this year are going to start a company with the goal in mind of simply making $250 in revenue a month. Simple, easy, attainable goal just to get you into the habit, into the routine, into the lifestyle of starting your own business, having your own side hustle, and then from there we can build. Today we're going to be talking with Rob about branding, strategy, UX, UI design, and how important that is, not just in a digital space, but a retail space. If you are having issues coming up with the communications you should be using, what styles you should be using, how your layout should be. This is the show for you. And of course, you can reach out to Rob. He provides his email and contact for the company and put that in the show notes where if you have help or you need help, you can reach out to him. We're part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go to flfnetwork.com. Put an HTBT in the memo field. You'll get a sweet 15-ounce mug, HTB mug, official certified mug for you. And also you get tons of other great content, but most of all, you'll be helping us build this network. And man, is it ever needed? Let You know as well as I do that we need Christian content, we need Christian companies, and you can be part of this company by becoming a member. So go over there and become a member. Another peop, another company, another people, and people, I mean peop, companies have people in them, that you can support is Kingsman Grooming Products. They have beard oils, bombs, hair products leather belts, wallets, and I've given you the three reasons why you should support them. One, you already use their products. You already use the products. So go use their products and help support a Christian company, get high quality products. You're going to love this stuff. And also when you put HTBT in the checkout coupon code area, you will get 10% off. So you're supporting a Christian company. You're going to get better quality products and you're going to get 10% off. So go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com. You don't need more than one reason to do something, but there's three. So go do that, go support them, and let's get into the interview. Rob Green, welcome to the show. Rob is the brand director of Mobilux. I should ask about that. Is that how you say it? That's right. That's actually All right, good. correct. <laughs> and I should have just been confident and went with it. Yeah, it's Mobile- okay. <laughs> Mobilux builds digital experiences for world-class companies like Tumblr, Ford, Walmart, iHome, a company I can't pronounce, Uniqlo? Uniqlo. Capital One and more. MobileX helps businesses gain invaluable user insights to produce some of the best web platforms and native apps available. MobileX offers expert services in digital strategy, branding, user-centered design, and software engineering. Rob has a degree in graphic design from Virginia Commonwealth University and lives in Richmond, Virginia with his wife and his three children. And most of all, a club member. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, you need to add that to your bio for everyone. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm sure. I'm sure it's relevant across all channels. Yeah. Yeah. It is, and <laughs> you know that's how you're going to be known. You know, it's that's like right. the yeah. Um, so, tell us a little bit about what you do in your position, just day to day. Yeah. So, so as brand director, my my job or my focus is specifically around our branding services that we have websites, web platforms, uh, mobile apps, um, any kind of experience uh, in, in that realm uh, that you could think of. But um, branding is sort of a, uh, a set of services that we've had um, for, for about a decade um, to sort of bring uh, more life, more focus, uh, better communication to all those experiences. Um, so that's sort of where I come in. 
Um, so that's, um, you know, there's some strategy involved, um, working with clients about sort of clarifying messaging and things like that. Um, and then uh, communicating with the design team um, to uh, make sure everything that um, everything that the brand includes is, is being carried out um, in the actual designs of the apps and things. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so uh, really, really is pretty wide, but we're mainly concerned with, uh, I'm mainly concerned with branding um, and making sure those projects go well. Very cool. And one of the things I try to drive home and make the point of in my show often is that there's the branding of your company, but there's also your personal brand. You know, point to celebrities, they have a brand and things like that. Yeah. So sure. can you kind of just talk about for people that may not know who are looking to start a company or a side hustle, like what does it mean to have a brand? Is that like, how is that different from just having a logo? Um, what does that mm -hmm. mean from a company context? And then maybe some personal context, like what is your brand and things like that? Yeah. So uh, feel free to ask any follow-ups on this. I'll try, I'll okay. try to be brief, but um, the, yeah, the big idea... <laughs> Sorry, be thorough, very thorough. Yeah. Um, so, so the the big idea um, is that I, I would say that a brand is everything um, that a customer or a person right feels, uh, thinks, hears, sees about you, um, or fill in company, you know, all, yeah. all the way down the down the line, which makes it more distinct from logo would be really a visual representation or a mark. Um, that sort of embodies a brand or embodies a person or a company. Um, and obviously you would use that logo in in all sorts of different spaces, whether it's print media or uh, stinger on the end of a, um, a video or something like that. Uh, but the brand is going to be far more in, uh, all encompassing. Um, so um, I like to sort of put it in two categories. You sort of have like all the um, objective parts of a brand, um, which would be messaging, logos, taglines, colors, um, all sorts of things like that, that sort of, uh, they, they, they stay the same in every context. Um, but then there are all these subjective categories over here um, that sort of become informed over time in people's minds. So you've got, um, you know, a particular company might make you feel safe um, or it might make you feel happy. Um, those things are stuff that comes um, through a lot of engagement um, and a lot of, um, a lot of putting those objective uh, those objective pieces forward and allowing people to react to them. Um, so that's why, like, I, I like to use the example of like Tiffany. Um, so like Tiffany, everybody knows has like a very specific blue, a very specific blue box. Um, and they, they sort of um, use uh, people all over the world, making uh, sure that wherever those things get printed, wherever those things get produced, um, they all have the exact same color. It's, it never changes. Um, but sort of the, the feeling that somebody gets when they get that box under a Christmas tree or for Valentine's Day or something, that's, that's something that you can't, um, that you can't dictate everybody must uh, feel. Um, so, yeah. so when it comes to a business, when we say branding, we're talking far more than just um, the colors and the logos and stuff. We're, we're trying to create a whole experience or a whole world for people to uh, interact with brands and stuff. So if you apply that then to a person, um, the person is going to have all those things, right? They have a particular look, they have a particular style, they speak in a particular type of way. Um, but, but you may find that person abrasive or you might find that person very sweet or very intelligent, whatever it is. And so, um, uh, those things, you know, somebody says, man, that guy's got a bad brand. Um, you know, he can change it by changing his clothes. 
Um, but the biggest thing is going to tell if in the long run, are people actually perceiving him the way he wants to be perceived? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, that's, that's kind of like long and short, but, but no, that's really um, good. And I love that Tiffany's example because it's, yeah. you don't even have to see the product. You just see the color and the box and your mind already triggers like, oh, this is something super valuable. Yeah, like, absolutely. this is going to be great. Um, I can't think of any other jewel, jeweler, jeweler. Yeah, that does that well of a job as they do. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it, uh, yeah. So and I love. What yeah, you're I mean, saying it's, it's, it's very easy. To, it's very easy to tell. Yeah, it's very easy to tell. And so like this is something that if you're starting out, it's more than a logo. It's encompassing everything like Rob's saying. And you want to be conscious and strategic. It's like taking the image that someone has of you into a strategic perspective where you are using even how you talk on social media, the the verbiage mm -hmm. you use, right. like how intellectual you sound, how funny you are, how abrasive you are. You think of like Wendy's. They are using <laughs> a strategy to reinforce their brand. It's not, right. they're not just, you know, being witty for the sake of being witty and getting likes, right. but it's a, they're paying somebody to do it. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's really important because it's really hard to build a good brand, right? And it's really easy to damage it and to weaken it, you know. That's right. Um, so maybe can you just give me a few uh, or tips or our listeners a few tips on like just some things to consider when they're thinking about their brand mm -hmm. or building a brand? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think one of the most important things to do is just kind of step back because I, I think the the first thing that everybody sort of assumes is, yeah, I got to get a name. Yeah, I got to get a domain. Yeah, I got to get a logo. And we, we got to start making T-shirts and everything because <laughs> because I, I'll, I'll tell you, think, the thing that has sort of shifted a lot over the last decade or so has been people are trying to make it real. Uh, pe people are concerned about making their little thing that they're doing in their garage real. And so they're trying to do sort of a pod that those things are functioning properly. Um, so you'll see that through, okay, we'll just do a logo and we'll get some t-shirts and then we can, we can roll. It's mm -hmm. totally possible to do that. But the problem is it needs to sort of be flowing from a strategy. Um, and there's a lot of things that go into that. So like one thing would be, um, what are you trying, what are you trying to convey to people? Um, because if you, if you want somebody, if you want to be perceived as fun and personal, you know, um, Johnson plumbing is not really going to help you with that. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Or, you know, a really boring logo is not really going to help you with that. So so you need to sort of think about those things up front. The other side of that, too, is is you're not just doing it out and out in the desert somewhere. You're doing it for people. Um, yeah. So so you've got to understand who it is that you're trying to reach. How do they respond to things? What are their particular problems? And sort of how does your brand rise to meet the occasion? Um, so that's another consideration. Yeah. I, I've had a lot is, of uh, like, um, competitive research. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a lot of people that have used that competitive research and they have a specific person in mind. I've seen them even draw uh -huh. it in their office, have a specific picture of somebody that is their target customer and everything they do regarding branding and all that stuff is, is it going to target and get this person to, you know, become a customer to understand our brand and they like will have a specific person they'll like and make it as real as possible yeah sure yeah so i said i was going to go in order of your expertise but i think you touched on the shirts and stuff and so i want to talk about corporate swag for a second yeah because i totally go back and forth like should you spend money on t-shirts stickers bumper stickers should you not 
like I can see the pros, I can kind of see the cons of it, but what is your perspective on corporate swag? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. It, it, it really is going to be different. All right. We got to stop it right there. And I got to tell you about our sponsor before we get back into the last part of the interview. Man, it is such a great interview. And Rob has such great things to say, doesn't he? So don't miss out and just stay tuned. And then we'll get right back into it. This show is brought to you by faithfulcounseling.com. Go to faithfulcounseling.com slash HTBT. They have online counselors to help those who are struggling with depression, stress, anxiety. If you have sleeping issues, you have grief to deal with. These guys are for you. They have 3,000 licensed therapists across all 50 states. You can also access them on your app. You can text them, the phone, and the video. They have desktop, mobile app, Android, iOS app. Any way that you need to reach out to someone, they are available. It's secure, convenient, and they have professionals there to help you. Best of all, it's truly affordable. How to Build a Tent listeners get 10% off your first month, the discount code HTBT. So just get started. Go to faithcounseling.com slash HTBT to get that 10%. That's faithcounseling.com slash HTBT. All you do is fill out a questionnaire, help them assess your needs, and you'll get matched with one of the 3,000 certified counselors. That's faithcounseling.com slash HTBT, faithcounseling.com slash HTBT. Let's get back into the interview. Uh, the strategy that you have for a business is just brand awareness. We need to get out there. We need to make people understand who we are. Then putting money towards a bunch of Frisbees and, and running out somewhere and just start chucking them everywhere. Like that might be a strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so if the, if, the, if the goal is just to show some kind of legitimacy um, and sort of presence, then maybe, maybe there's something to that. Um, uh, I, I used to, I used to really push people, um, early on when we were doing, uh, this kind of brands for digital experiences specifically, because, you know, if you, if you have a cool app or you have something like that, it's not like you have a retail space that people are coming to and interacting with. Um, a lot of people are just meeting in coffee shops and they're, they're kind of blowing up their businesses that way. And so actually like a, a good business card. Uh, like a big, heavy, nice, clean business card that you can actually give to people uh, overcompensate a little bit for the fact that you don't have a real space or you you know don't really have a conference room you can bring somebody to. And so you need to sort of uh, raise the level a little bit in terms of legitimacy and, and that sort of thing. So, so I think, I think it depends, but you know, I would always, I would always just make sure that the focus is first on the product that somebody's making like how they're trying to actually serve people and, and, and how they're trying to make a business mm-hmm. and then decide if that's something that actually is going to suit um, the need at the moment, which might be brand awareness. Um, I mean, a lot of times, sometimes we just need to make flashy stuff or things that look really nice for um, pitch decks and stuff so people can go get money from VCs or mm-hmm. whatever. So, um, you know, the it kind of, you know, the whether or not you're putting the money towards the product or the, the brand um, kind of depends on the strategy, but I, I can see it valid in different ways. Got it. So the swag isn't going to make up for a product that doesn't provide value, but it could fit in with a broader strategy. So I think what I'm getting out of just the brand discussion in the swag is you can just do random things, but to be, you know, to get the most bang for your buck and to uh, excel and to have the strongest brand is you need to have somebody like yourself um, to create a strategy for you to make those things fit and to get the most ROI on what you're investing your resources in. Is that a fair way to say it? Absolutely, yeah. All right. So let's talk about naming a little bit. I know uh, this is a personal one for you because that's how we got in contact. Um, Yeah. 
what goes into a name and what would you give as an advice? Because honestly, like it seems like something so easy. You just need like, oh, Nike. Yeah, I can come up with something like that. But sure. sometimes it can be really difficult to come up with a good name, especially when you have your strategy in mind and like what you're trying to convey, all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a big conversation. I, I think um, I, the first thing I would always start with is going back to the strategy. It's typically what we would call positioning, right? Um, mm -hmm. So making sure that, you know, this is what your competitors are doing. This is what you're trying to do. And we're going to make sure that we, um, we're speaking about ourselves in a way, we're presenting ourselves in a way um, that's going to distinguish us from the guys over here and are still going to connect with the people we're trying to connect with. And start start building um, uh, building this idea of what people think about us in their minds, right? So again, if you if you have sort of a boring name and you're trying to express something fun, that's obviously um, there's obviously a problem there, a disconnect. So mm -hmm. um, so we definitely want to start with a strategy, and then we can start doing it. Um, I would say um, just a couple quick things about it would be um, not sort of having like all these boxes that it's got to check, mm -hmm. um, you know, just having sort of reasonable expectations about like what that thing's got to do. Um, because the first time you say it, it may sound so weird, right? When you <laughs> yeah. say how to build a tent, people be like, what, what are you even talking about? Oh, um, I get that. But a lot. <laughs> you actually, you know, pe people are like, what does that even mean? And then you get a chance to say, well, actually, we're talking about not building tents, but, you know, we're actually talking about small businesses. Here's here's actually where that name comes from. And let's talk about the story behind it and all that. So mm -hmm. so if it's got a story behind it, if it if it actually asks if somebody thinks about it and they're like, what? And they have to um, you have to tell them what it means and you have to sort of inform them. Mm -hmm. Oh, OK. And and they might even think it's weird, but they're going to remember it. Yeah. Um when they go home and they want to search for it or whatever they do, like they're going to remember that conversation they had or that weird commercial they saw or whatever. I mean, you know, you think about like Geico or something, not you as something amazing. Um, mm -hmm. But then when you start seeing uh, commercials with, with geckos and you're just, you start getting confused, you're trying to put all those pieces together in your mind and it even something that doesn't sound super, um, you know, I don't know what the etymology behind that one is, but you know, <laughs> you, you sort of, <laughs> who knows? But um, but they they've been able to sort of craft a story around it um, that people respond to, um, and then they're they're able to go from there. So so I would definitely root it in something mm -hmm. like a story, um, something that can be communicated really easily, um, and then uh, something that is obviously not out there or not in your particular lane, um, and something that's really going to drive home um, sort of the. Uh, the attributes or the personality points that you're trying to get people to think about when they hear it, right? Because right. when they hear how to build a tent, they want to hear, oh, like, yeah, I can start a business. I can do this. Like, I feel confident, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, and I think so that's how you start to develop those things and, and build them out. Mm -hmm. And I like what you're saying. This kind of even goes back to just branding is there's a story that you're telling through your logo, through all of these uh, different uh, things, your, your tactics you're doing within your strategy. And one of the most powerful things about a story is it, it makes you memorable. And mm -hmm. you can never take for granted the importance of being remembered for like searching or just top of mind when people are thinking yeah. about, hey, you know, oh, I need to get into a podcast. What podcast should I listen to? Oh, I remember the story about how to build a tent or, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Insurance. Hey, I need insurance. Oh, that lizard or mayhem. Mayhem's my favorite. 
because right, you, right. you can always <laughs> talk about like what happened. Oh, I love that one where he was talking to the person in the you know rearview menu men, or rearview mirror. And mm -hmm. it's like it's an easy story to tell. And then just naturally the brand is in your mind and you can remember the name. So it's not like you're just trying to remember or memorize a word. It's a story mm -hmm. that's already etched into your mind. So let's talk a little bit about um, UX UI, because I think this is something that gets taken sure. for granted, not just in small startup businesses, but even in larger corporations I've consulted for. I've known like publicly traded yeah. companies that if any have one or two UX UI people. And I feel like especially in the digital world today, it is so important as much as the back end and the front end is the person coming in and designing layout and things like that. So can you speak mm -hmm. to that a little bit? Uh, just in, in terms of the importance of it? The importance of it and what to think about, whatever advice you would give starting out. Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously, so uh, UX, UI, we're talking about user experience and user interface design. So we're talking about, um, again, we're talking about the user. We're talking about um, the person you're trying to reach, the person you're trying to actually do business with, um, the person you're actually trying to enter in a piece of software, for example, or on marketing, whatever it is, um, and make sure they're doing the thing you want them to do. I mean, you hear words like call to action or something like that. And that, that makes sense from like a marketing perspective. We get that. So we'll mm -hmm. make a big red button that says buy it now or whatever. Um, and, and so we sort of get that kind of thing. But um, you know, are we paying attention to uh, how how stories develop throughout software? Um, you know, like uh, what information do people need to know before they know this? Um, you know, what kind of information do people need to see first before they can make an informed decision on X? Mm -hmm. um, so, so there's there's obviously more to just like what color is a button or where is it placed? Um, there's all sorts of other things that go into that. Um, so, so we sort of take an approach of trying to identify who those people are first. Um, and that's sort of a really difficult thing to do and to do it really well. Um, but we're trying to find out who are the people, um, how are they experiencing certain companies or websites or whatever at the moment. Um, we, we sort of craft these journeys and flows to sort of understand how people are going to work from, you know, maybe they came into a website from a social media link or something, and we're trying to guide them all the way through to a sale or a mm -hmm. sign up or whatever it is. And we're just trying to, we're just trying to help them, you know, uh, bring them along until they get to that goal. Um, so we need to know them. We need to know that we're, what we're clearly, what we're trying to get them to do. Um, and then it comes into all the really wonderful, like little psychological points of how do people, how do people see certain things, um, hierarchy, mm -hmm. like this is all like basic design stuff, but it's super important because, you know, if you're trying to get somebody to sign up for, you know, you need 500 signups and you need people to uh, have a certain tier of subscription, whatever it is. And people don't know how to sign in. People don't know where to go to pay. People can't don't know where they're supposed to go to find out more information, whatever it is. Or at the end of the day, we never even figured out how to get them to the website in the first place. Um, so those are all, those are all big concerns and they seem, they seem like no brainers, but it's very, it's very difficult to get that right and to have sort of the user in mind the whole time because mm -hmm. all sorts of other business goals, marketing goals, um, certain things that you're trying to tackle or, you know, my investor said, or my wife said, or whatever it is that you're trying to fight 
and appreciate, but you want to make sure that it's about the users and getting them to do something specific. Yeah. Um, so, so, so it's, it's easy to see how those considerations can just sort of get pushed aside. So, right. so if you're, if the way you're doing business is online, I mean, I mean, the same thing would, you know, the same thing would happen in a retail space is just different. But if you're, if your business is on, online, um, and you're not doing those things as a, a big, uh, deterrent for people. Yeah. I think of just a real retail, a pure one, they do terrible job at that and they're suffering for it. They can't figure out what to do. It just seems like it's a garage that they just push things into and you got to try to find your way through the rows, you know, compared to like there's an a, Apple there's store. A, yeah. There's, there's a reason why you go into a target or something like that. And they've got the path already measured out for you. You're you, right. They, they tell you exactly what they want you to go by first. You can get the little cheap piddly stuff and then you do your big your big whip around looking at games or whatever it is. And of course you're gonna get candy as you I went in right. there the other day and I, I realized that now they have all the candy in front of the, the guest services thing, which they never <laughs> used to have. And uh -huh. I bought something. I, I bought some gummies because that's that's what my kids like. That's what I like. So mm -hmm. so they, they knew exactly what I was there for and they they knew where they could get me and they did it. So yeah, you know, Costco does that really well with flow. It's yeah. like if someone's going against the flow, you almost get mad at them. Like, don't you know the system? <laughs> so here, I one more, <laughs> right, one right. more, one more question about UX UI, and then we'll tell uh, tell people where to find you because obviously this is stuff that people sure. really need help with, and they need people that are experts in the field. Um, this isn't something mm -hmm. you should take for granted. You don't want to end up like a Pier One Imports for sure. Um, you said a red button, and I have heard different UX UI people go back and forth if, if you should use red because it attracts people, or it's like subliminally saying stop, don't go. <laughs> what are your thoughts about well, that, red? Well, uh, that was my that was my quick way to say the most obnoxious thing that's easy to see. <laughs> um, so so but but so there's a couple different things, right? So so again, I started off with brand. Mm -hmm. um, we make sure that, that we sort of, so before we, before we start working on what, what would be like a prototype things going to work, mm -hmm. we're, we're going to take two things into consideration for the most part. One, like what is the man and what are those user goals and everything that we're setting forward? So, so there's sort of got to be some kind of play in there between how does a brand influence the design and how does the needs for the user influence the design? Like go to go to Target's website. You'll see a red button. You'll see one to add to yeah. your cart and to 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 buy and stuff like that. But but they've mm -hmm. they've um, where, whereas you you could actually look at studies and things like that that have been done that um, you know people um, yeah people typically would like if you said don't do this and it's red it's going to be more effective than if it wasn't right. Mm -hmm. um, so so you have some of those things that you can think about, but. At the end of the day, you've got all these different things that you're trying to consider. And if your brand is red and, and that's sort of what is um, driving those personality goals and things like that that you have, there's something, something's got to give on the website. Um, something's got to give in these other areas in order to, to, to meet both of them. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's sort of a difficult thing to do. So, so yeah. that's why I wouldn't just say, no, you can never put red on a button. Um, but if bread, if, if red wasn't on your, um, all things being equal, if, if red wasn't your brand, then you would make a red button because there are other, okay. other ways to do that. Man, that's really great. So I have just taken the big takeaway from this whole discussion is the importance of a strategy and the importance of making all of those decisions yep. based on that strategy itself. Mm -hmm. And a lot goes into it. You're not going to be able to get it all right if you're doing it yourself. 
So with that, if you need help with this and you want to reach out to Rob, where can they find you, Rob? Uh, well, the easiest thing to do, um, if you want to find out more just about the company, uh, you can go to mobilux.com. That's M-O-B-E-L-U-X.com. Um, if you're just interested to hear more, if you or if you want to reach out to me directly and we can start talking about brand or I can get you introduced to some other folks, that's just rob at mobilux.com. Um, and I'd be happy to help you from there. Great. I'll put those in the show notes so that you can easily access them. Rob, thank you so much. This was really informative. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's no problem. All right. Again, thank you, Rob, so much for coming on. That was so helpful. We need to be thinking about our strategy and having all of our decisions bounced up against that and being used as to making decisions on what we should be doing with our layouts, with our brand, with our logo. And that's just really helpful. If you need help with your strategy, if you need help with thinking through these things, reach out to him. He's more than happy to help, more than happy to help, and his company is there too. And again, Christian, a Christian, Christian guy, help support him and his company, and let's go be successful together. We'll talk to you next time.